What can give you a competitive edge in today's red-hot housing market? Rocket can. That's because Rocket Mortgage can give you a verified approval. It could help your offer stand out. Because when you find the perfect home, you don't want to lose it to anybody else. Rocket technology provides a rock-solid verification of your income, assets, and credit, giving sellers and their agents greater confidence in you. We've already helped over 1 million clients just like you reach their home financing goals this year alone. So remember this. What can help you buy the home you really want? Rocket can. Go to rocketmortgage.com or call us today at 8338-ROCKET. That's rocketmortgage.com or call 8338-ROCKET. A verified approval is based on an underwriter's analysis of your individual financial information, appraisal, and title report. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states and MLSconsumeraccess.org number 3030. Hello and welcome back to Girl We Have to Talk podcast. And I am officially, I think, three fucking days late uh, releasing this podcast. And so I apologize to those of you who are listening, um, not for the first time, and we're like, where's my daily or bi-weekly fix of some random girl talking about bullshit with her friends? I apologize that I am late. Um, there are several reasons. Some of them include technical difficulties um, and then also illness and then just not planning accordingly to record this in advance. Um, I ended up recording the podcast the day that I typically post, which is every other Sunday. Um, and I did it on Skype, which I usually don't do. And of course, that was a bad decision because I didn't know how to get it from Skype to Anchor. And I actually never did figure out how to do that. I ended up just having to use two separate devices and re-record the entire episode. So this episode is really a labor of love. Um, and I hope that you all enjoy it. I am joined today by my friend Jennifer, um, who is thousands of miles away. She relocated from Chicago to Denver, and I miss her dearly. Um, we talk really often. We met um, about 10 years ago when we were both being professional nannies um, while I was in school and she was in a career transition. And we just really hit it off. We are definitely... Um, not necessarily opposites attract because I think that we have very similar personalities, but we are, in terms of when you look at us, you'd be like, oh man, they're, you know, very different types of people, but we are super similar. We have a great laugh. We have a lot in common and we always have the best deep conversations. So, um, I will let you guys listen to that conversation today while we talk about life and what's going on with us and just how we navigate our friendship um, with only a minimal amount of bullshit. During this conversation, we decided that probably about 5% is the amount of bullshit that might be enough for anybody to have to deal with in a friendship or in any kind of interpersonal relationship. Um, before I jump into that conversation, I want to remind you guys that you should like, subscribe, and review um, this podcast on wherever podcasts are found. We are now on all of the platforms, which is super exciting. And when I say we, I just mean me. It's just so odd to always say me. Um, but Girl, We Have to Talk is on all the podcast platforms. And you can listen. You can subscribe so that you will get a reminder when these are released. Fingers crossed and all hopes align that it will be on time going forward. Um, and you can also find me on Instagram at Girl, We Have to Talk podcast, um, where I show weekly and daily inspirations and funny videos, mostly pictures of food. But I'm going to try to branch out from that. Um, but ultimately, it's a really good time. I'm always looking to connect with new podcasters 
members, um, if anybody's looking to collaborate or just looking for new friends, I am open to all of those situations. Um, and I hope that you guys are able to relax and enjoy a thought-provoking but really fun conversation with me and my friend Jennifer. Thanks. Well, let me just go ahead and jump into what we have planned to talk today. So, 
20 seconds, and the next thing is Chandler is crying, and Martine is just looking for all the world like she didn't do anything. And I was kind of like, well, I guess Chandler pissed her off enough finally that she just did something. And he didn't bother her after that. No, and also he never told what happened. Like, none oh, of us have no idea. No, I don't know. I asked. I think I said, oh, what happened? And he just, like, cried, and I was like, all right. Well, well I asked know. Marcy what happened, and she didn't say anything. So I was kind of like, okay, you kids, work it out among yourselves. Yeah, I feel like that's the case, right? They can, like, figure it out. I mean, like, and we're saying this. They were, they were probably, like, three, and we are like, it's fine. You guys can figure it out. It's like, you'll, you'll be okay. You'll live, and it'll be just fine. And they did, and they played again another day. They totally did, but I'm, like, I'm trying to, like, try, like, like what makes, I think it's easy that we, we've been able to maintain a friendship because we both have, I think we're both interested in each other. Like, I think we're both pretty interesting people. We always oh, have thank you. on. Oh, thank you. And we're pretty self-reflective. And I don't know that we've ever actually run out of anything to talk about. Because you and I are both so crazy in yeah. our different ways, but they're completely compatible. Yeah, I agree. And, and also, like, you're, see, here's the thing that I think, so I've been reflecting about this. I feel like this whole podcast could be about my recent, it's not even going to be the whole thing. It's just, like, what's in my brain right now as I, like, have these conversations with other friends. And then also, it's, so, so you know who I'm talking about, this person who I'm not friends with anymore, that the oh. podcast has kind of been made on and off. So it's, so what's interesting is that it's, like, her birthday weekend. So, of course, my Facebook keeps showing. We were such good friends that, obviously, for the last couple of years, we've always done stuff for her birthday so this is the first year I didn't do anything so it's like continuously reminding me of it and I was like looking at something the other day and I was like oh I kind of miss her like we had a really good friendship and then like you know myself like there's me and then I swear to god there is this other person who lives inside of me and the other person is always there to remind me to be like no 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 every time I have that you know I have a couple friends like that as well um who shall not be named, and every time I'm just like, man, I, you know, I miss this person, and God, we had so many good times, and then my brain's like, but remember what this crazy bitch did. Exactly! That's exactly what my brain does. Like, and no. it's like, as much as I may, like, want to, like, connect with that person, my brain's like, no, you're not doing that. Yeah, don't do it. It's not gonna be worth it. <laughs> it's the next five seconds that you ever thought, that you thought about this person. Yes, because, like, so what I was thinking about, like, I was like, oh, yeah, and then, like, I thought to myself today, I was, like, thinking about it, and then I was like, no, like, I was like, I don't, because I was like, here's the thing, like, I've talked to, so far, there's just been two guests on my podcast, it's been you and it's been Nina, and I was like, the thing that has, like, really kept those friendships intact is I do genuinely think that you guys both have my back. Like, if I call you and I say, like, hey, this person's fucking crazy, you're like, okay, well, listen, tell me why this person's crazy, um, and then, like, maybe you might say, like, well, like, maybe they're not being that crazy, but, like, you will, like, listen to me, and you always have my back, and I feel like if I told you that someone did something that was, like, wrong, like, or I didn't like it, you would be like, okay, well, listen, I and get you know, it. And, and the best thing is that you have me, and, like, I'll talk through with you, and then there's Nina, who's just, like, gonna show up. Oh, yeah. A flashlight <laughs> and a shovel. And you know what? You're just going to take care of some shit. Yeah, like, that's exactly it. You have to decide which battle it is. It's like, do you want, like, which one is it going to be today? But I just felt like that person, I was thinking about it today. And, I like, also I was thinking about this as well because I don't know if you remember. So there was this whole situation. I think you 
probably do, where I was really upset because I went to dinner with this other girl who we were both friends with at the time, and she had the cop husband who was racist, and they were both kind of attacking me at the dinner. Do you remember that? I remember that, yeah. Okay, so, like, that girl, the girl whose husband's the cop, I ended up, like, deleting her on Facebook. I was just like, fuck it, I'm not talking to her anymore because, like, I can't be around or involved with your husband because it was just, like, I just don't want to. Um, and so anyway, like randomly, completely randomly, she added me on Facebook yesterday or like two days ago. And I was like, what the fuck? I mean, I didn't, I like accepted her, but I didn't like say anything, but I was kind of like, that's fucking weird that she did that. But then she added me, but then didn't say anything. So I was like, that's even more fucking weird. Even if I know them, but they haven't ever said, they haven't said anything to me or there's not Hey, You're like no. I'm just like I will actually say I don't know this person and Mark is. Oh my! I probably should have just did that, but I was like, so like I, I like added her and like it was like whatever. I'm kind of over it at this point. Like we're not going to be friends. I don't know why you want to be Facebook friends, but okay, like fine. Especially because she didn't say anything, so it's like this is weird. But what made me think about it, like, and then I was thinking about the other girl who I used to be friends with, and I was like that whole situation like this girl the one who I used to live with and we're not friends anymore she wanted to marry a black man I think she still does and the fact that she was like comfortable with that conversation and continued to be friends with that person and hang out with her husband after that conversation and she actually heard him say way more racist shit than I did and so I'm just like even like that I was like kind of affronted me as a person like I've been really like lately I've moved into my 30s so I think that I've been able to there's no such thing as like transcending like having to deal with racial issues but I think that I'm very lucky because I've been like I like people are more accepting of me like I think that I appear to be you know I'm using quotation marks like a good black person so like racist people are like oh it's fine we like Iris she's different but like it's been like Iris is one of the quote the good ones exactly it's been it's been really impacting me lately to feel like I, you know, like, I maybe not having the same experience as other people who are the same as me, and it kind of, like, it really bothers me, but then when I think about that, like, even though, like, maybe my experiences are a little bit different, there's no way that I could sit there, and even, let's say that that whole situation happened to one of my Latinx friends, there's no way I could have sat there and been okay with that conversation, and, like, continue to be friends with those people and hang out with them, just from, like, a sense of, like, solidarity, or just, like, being a good human, I just wouldn't have been able to do that, so then I think about that, and I'm like, no, of course I shouldn't be friends with this girl. Like, she does not have my back, or, like, I don't even know whose back she has. And so, like, one of these things, that, and, I mean, you know, now, of course, um, I'm dating Mike, and one of my real criteria was um, this person can't be any kind of ist, no racist, right. no homophobic. No, tr- you know, no, no transphobic, mm-hmm. um, no anti-Semitic, like whatever it is. It's like, I, because I would not be able to look my friends in the eye if I were dating somebody who, who, who espoused those beliefs or w- was just insensitive without perhaps necessarily needing to be malicious because I'm like, I'm responsible for bringing this person right into other people's lives and then if this person is constantly, you know, creating microaggressions or sometimes just straight-up aggressions, how can I be friends with, with these people that I, I love and care about? So that was just something that I was like, that 
that just you're you're gone, you know, unmatched, swept, left, whatever. Yeah, no, I agree. And so I think because like I think that's another reason why you and I are so close and we have been able to maintain our friendship because even though like we appear to be like so different, I think that our souls are very much in line. Like I think well, we have a lot. We do have a Jewish father and a Jewish grandmother, so you know. Yeah. They're just like there, like it's, and I and I work with all the Jewish people now, and I just am like, yeah, like this, I get this, like I just feel like in my bones, I'm like this makes sense to me, and I feel like you get where I'm coming from, and I just also think aside from that, you're just like, you care about things, and I think that that is, you know, for me, it's really really important to have somebody in your life who gives a fuck about things, especially now when people don't really give a fuck, so I always appreciate that. I mean, I'm really, oh, I'm glad you do, and I mean, I'm very lucky that I I was raised in in a household um, where, you know, I've been thinking about this a lot, because when we, when we were talking about, you know, like, you know, I got, you sent me the agenda for the show, and I was kind of like, what, how, how why am I why am I not an asshole? Why am I not a dick <laughs> about this stuff? Like how did I actually end up being a decent human being? And so much of it has to do with my parents. And you know, the fact that I was raised in a household, my parents are enormous jazz fans. I mean, they they were they're the generation that was born during the depression. So they're the generation that came right after the greatest generation and right before the boomers. So they totally missed out on, like, the whole sexual revolution, summer of love sh- stuff. They were beatniks. Like, they are totally, totally into jazz. Mm-hmm. Most jazz musicians that I grew up with were, and still are, are black. And so I was, I learned from a very young age, it was just in the air, that not only do these provide, provide entertainment, but... These are people who are, who are admirable. Like these are people that you you look up to, and you know the, of, of the art they produce and the and you know all of this sort of stuff. So these you know were to be a jazz musician in my household was aspirational, right? And and I grew up going to all these concerts, and it was just something that um, you know and, and you know having parents who were very liberal and very um, very conscious, you know, they both grew up, um, in the South during Jim Crow, and just, you know, making a conscious choice to not raise children, and that, it was, it was in the water, so, you know, I had a really good foundation to begin with, and then, along the way, I had people who were kind enough to correct me, or redirect me, when I said something dumb or insensitive or a microaggression or just, you know, just ignorance. Um, and, you know, spending some time in academics was certainly pretty important for that, but ultimately, I think I was just raised to care about people. Yeah. To value people for who they are. And you do. Like, it shows. I think that extends beyond just, you know, the race relations, but just, like, in general. Like, I think people can tell that you, you're you there for them and that you care um, and that you want to hear what they have to say and that you are not just, like, um, 
you know, being there and like listening, you're absorbing it too. And you're like taking it in. So I think that that is always, that's why my friendship circle is small because it's like, if you were in the inner circle, I mean, that's tribe. We are a pack. We are tribe. And we're, there are not many people in the, in the tribe. Yeah. You know? No, I agree. I agree. And that's why it is, I think we're, that's another thing we have in common. I think that the reason I'm more likely to just be like, with that person, I'm just like, okay, well, listen, I can't really, like, I tried to talk to them, and this happens, I mean, you see, I don't think, like, I always think of it like this big deal, but I think throughout the course of our friendship, which has been maybe, like, what, 10, maybe yeah. 10 years? Yeah. Yeah. I think that, like, maybe you've seen me have, like, maybe three friendship breakups, and... I feel like I always do. Like, Nina brought this up on last week's podcast. She was like, you do try. And I think I try. You do. Absolutely and, do try. Um, but another thing that I wanted to talk to you about, because I feel like this is always so good. Like, I think you're a great ally, too. Like, you have really good relationships with people. And I think for, as a person who's black um, and, like, having you as a friend who's white, you are really great at never. You're one of the few friends I have. Um, and, I mean, that's. Yeah, like, honestly, that's true. Like, I think most of my friends were in my life now. I've never felt like that. Like, they've done anything that's kind of made me feel other. But, like, I also haven't been friends with those people for, like, ten years, right? Like, unless they're also people of color. So, like, Nina, AJ. uh, But, like, it's, like, you and Heidi. Like, Heidi, who I hope to get on on the podcast one day, too. Oh, she's so fun. I know. I love Heidi. I just saw her, like, uh, maybe last weekend for her birthday, actually. She, like, I just love her. Like, she also is another person who just honestly never gets on my nerves. Like, I just like her. I was like, I just like you. You know, get on my nerves. I'm, like, so grateful to you um but you too like are like my friends who have been friends with for a long time think maybe Heidi's maybe eight or nine years you're 10 years and like you guys never make me feel other um like it's always just like oh yeah like you're just diarist and, and that's okay so right. I feel like you guys are really great allies but another thing that you mentioned when we were just talking now is that along the way you've had people correct you and I remember being friends with this girl who I actually really liked. And so now, like, that you mentioned that I'm thinking to myself about her, she's a great person who I probably would have really liked being friends with. But she's from Mississippi. And she did a couple of things that were, like, during the Trump election where it was a tense time. And she didn't actually ever say anything that was racist. It was just, like, she voted for him. And I was like, how could you do this as a person who is, like, friends with black people? And you, she, like, is... She has lots of friends from the LGBTQ um, family. Like, she has a lot of people and that she's close with from there. And I'm like, how could you do this? And, like, she had some, some friends who were gay. And, and she would ask them, like, why is this bad? And they would, like, answer her. And I remember being like, listen, it is not my job to teach you this. But, like, now that you say that, I'm like, is it, should I have said something? Is, it, is there a better way for a person of color can we also be allies to white women? Like, what can we do to help the situation? I think that's a really good question. And, I mean, first of all, it is not on you to educate dumb white bitches, okay? <laughs> I'm just going to put that out there right now. Dumb white bitches need to do some work on their own. But, oh, Jen. <laughs> that, that's fair, though. That's fair. Like, I didn't say it, guys. Like, Jen said that.
from, from even though I did not grow up in a diverse area at all, you know, growing up, growing up Jewish, growing up as a secular humanist, um, we were made very aware. And then, you know, when I did have people correct me, often it was within an academic context, because you know that I went from undergrad to, you know, a couple of years out and then right to grad school. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, sometimes it was within that context of, like, this is not an appropriate way to talk about this, you know, because what, what I studied was, I mean, technically it was an English degree, but really it was postmodern um, media and literary theory. And it was all about the idea of, of, of how othering happens. And I've always been really fascinated by the concept of othering and of, you know, living within um, a liminal space. Mm-hmm. I've always been interested in post-colonial literature. So post-colonial literature, um, you know, an educated black woman like you, mixed, you know, mixed, but, you know, people are not going to look at you and be like, you're mixed, unless they actually are somewhat familiar right. with different types of people. Um, you know, you, you are living in a liminal space because you have these identities. You you code switch. You go into, this is your space when you're with black friends, and this is your space when you are in a professional environment, and this is your space when you are just Iris alone with her husband. And so, you know, I, I, I think I've always been interested in that and had a certain understanding of we all exist in different spaces at different times. So the people who corrected me, it was either in the context of an academic conversation Mm-hmm. It was like a friendly conversation when we're sitting at a bar over drinks, and I'll say, I, I, one time I said something, and I had a friend who was just like, yo, that's stupid. <laughs> and I was like, what? He's like, yeah, that's just dumb, because it's not like that. It's like this. And I was kind of like, okay, cool, man, thanks. So I think... Really, it is not up to you to police your tone or to soften the blow in any way because people are going to hear what they're going to hear, you know? Right. And, I mean, I can say this as somebody who is as feminist as you can get, that, you know, if people, if changing our tone of voice helped things would be a lot different now. Yeah. So in terms of, like, is it, you know, how do you help your friends if you actually want to be friends with them? I think, you know, I, I, I go through this in my head, too, and I remember having this conversation with you so long ago when we were talking about this, and you're like, when I meet someone, I have to decide, like, what percent of racism I am going to be okay with from them. Right. It's going to be like 50% because you're so cool. Is it going to be none? And, you know, I kind of do that with people in general, which is what percentage of bullshit and jackassery am I going to put up with from this person? 
if it is none, then it's kind of like, okay, Viking, see you later. Right. Yeah. Oh, God, I love it. <laughs> um, if it is, this person is really wonderful and it is worth my time because this is a relationship that nurtures me and helps me grow and I'm happy and comfortable in it, then then that's a different story. I mean, I can't put a percentage on it, but then, of course, it's worth investing the energy. So, I mean, I can certainly say as, as a white person who's been on the receiving end of some, some corrections, mostly kind, some, you know, a little sharp, that it's how it was said had nothing to do with how it was taken. Right. For me. Um, because I've had some people coming at me really aggressively in academics, super aggressively. And I've had some really, really kind people of color just be like, so that's not actually what it's like. It's like this. And in both cases, I listen. Mm -hmm. So I don't have a good answer for you. I think the answer is... The best way to do it is the way you feel like doing it in the moment. Yeah. Um, and I also think that that brings up a good point to me is that, like, I really appreciate what you said about you've received it in different ways, which I think is fair because I think for me, I'm always like, okay, you know, I don't want to be that black person that's always like, okay, this was racist. Let me tell you about why you're racist now. But maybe, like, well, I, I don't really have to that's it.
energy, you know, the spoons it takes to deal with people. The energy you get, it's like, all right, well, I need to I need to work this job because guess right. what? I'm not okay living in a, a shared shithole anymore. Exactly. exactly. And I have student loans. You know, it's like your 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 circle your circle compresses and it only leaves room for those people that really are your family. Yeah, I agree, I agree. Um, and I think that's where I'm at. And then, like you mentioned, too, you have, like, fibromyalgia. You have a lot of different things. And I think that I have, like, well, I do have, I have MS. And I think that that makes me, like, really just, I don't have, like, I'm so worried about my health and, like, how this is going to progress that I'm just kind of, and then also, like I said, I want to buy a house. And, like, I'm, like, progressing in my career and I've got bills to, I just really, like, honestly, like, I just don't have the time for your shit. You know, your cares when you are, you know, 22 years old and, you know, in school and working a throwaway job to, exactly. you know, to, to pay your bills are so different. And, and you're just so naturally in, in that milieu where you want to go out and you want to meet people and you want to party because you're around people like that all mm-hmm. the time. I kind of feel like if you hit... 30. We'll say 35 tops because I was in advertising for a billion years and we all know everybody there has suffered from serious arrest development. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're going, if you're still like going out and partying every weekend and drinking at the bars, like if, if you are a regular at a bar by the time you're 35 and by regular, it's like you don't show up like once a week, twice a week to have beers. I mean like you're there every night. Yeah, and then you're living. You're People living now. Yeah. Then I feel like you need to look at your life and look at your choices. Hundred um, percent. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with like going out and ha- like honestly, I love to. It's just that the thing is, like, I want to go out with you if you're going to be fun. Like, I, I don't, like, and for me, fun doesn't mean that you're going to be an embarrassing drunk person who yells at people or you're going to cry. Like, I just want to, like... Oh, God, no more no more crying girls in the bathroom. No, please, or in the curb in Wrigleyville. Like, what oh, I need from uh, well, you... Is the lawn <laughs> after the Cubs. Exactly. What I need from you is just for you to have, like, this is what I want. I want you to have, like, three glasses of wine on a rooftop downtown with a beautiful view and, like, 75-degree weather. And then I want you to tell me about, like, your dating or your husband or your kids or whatever. And then, like, the worst thing that's possibly going to happen is that you're going to, like, maybe, like, dance on the table. I'm okay with that. Like, if you like, if you're, like, like, like I want. I, and it's like, you know what? I want to I go out for uh, dinner somewhere with 6 o'clock reservations. That's my dinner. That's always my dinner. Right? You get observations. That's another reason why we're friends. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. like five people at the tabletops, four is better, and we talk, we eat some good food, we have a couple drinks. You know what? Maybe if there's a movie we really want to see, we go do that movie after. Maybe we see a play, but otherwise, <laughs> maybe, like, we're out for two and a half, two, two and a half hours, we catch up, and then we're home by like, nine o'clock and get a good night's sleep. Seriously, and if you want to get really crazy, I would be willing to go, like, 
on a girl's trip with you to, to Lake Door County. Exactly, but you know, I've got to plan that shit out because <laughs> yeah, that's the bad thing. Exactly, like we need to plan that out. Like we need to have a plan. I want to make sure that we're staying someplace that's really nice and that I have an opportunity to bring my own pillow and my own sheets because I don't know. And you know, and my own bedroom and everybody. Oh hell yes, my own bedroom. Keep alone because I'm gonna sleep for the day. Yes, yes, exactly. People who want to play. Like, I think that I'm going to go. Uh, there's my friend Jamie, who's going to be on next week's podcast. And she is, you don't know her, but you would actually like Jamie. She's fun. Um, but she's like, we're supposed to go on a girl's trip at some point this year, which hopefully we do. And she's like, yes, and maybe we'll go hiking. And I, like, looked at her, and I was like, <laughs> maybe. And I was like, maybe we'll go okay. hiking. <laughs> I just celebrated my, celebrated my second Colorado anniversary. Yeah, and I, I've been on exactly one hike. <laughs> and that's, like, a place to go. Like, if I come visit you, we will go hiking. I Like, I would be like, yes, let's do it. If and you me, we will go to hiking. We will go to the Lair of the Bear. It's, like, 20 minutes away. It's beautiful. And then we can go to Morrison and get some apps and drinks. Well, I was going to say, take me to all the places from Top Chef Denver. Because that's kind of what I'm interested in, as you know. Like, I'm like, oh, I saw Top Chef Denver, and I'm really just like, I saw this little place there, and I want to go to those places. So seriously, what we're, this is what we'll do. We'll, like, go somewhere, we'll pull off, we'll take a walk for an hour in some place that's, like, nice and shady and near the water. And then we'll be like, that was a really nice hike. <laughs> and then we'll drive around, and then we're going to spend the rest of the day shopping and eating. Yes, and if you know a place for us to get a massage, I'll also sign up for that, too. Oh, my God, yes. I actually have a great massage therapist. She she makes house calls. <laughs> oh, perfect. That we don't even have to worry about. It. Like, that's you like probably don't even have to leave my apartment building. Oh, that's not true. You have a pool. I have a pool, hot tub. Yeah, and I don't need to leave. I can just stay gym. there. Got a gym. See, perfect. I mean, I don't really want to work out, but, I mean, <laughs> I will. I will lie, I we can just, like, walk next to each other on the... Working out is walking next to each other on the treadmills. Okay, that sounds it's good. Off. I mean, we could also just put our feet in the pool and, like, pedal really hard. I'm open to that, too. <laughs> That's also totally, like, in line with working See, out. See, I think you really dig the Colorado lifestyle. It's I think I would, too. Well, but I think you'd like the lifestyle. Well, see, and I think I would like it because sometimes here I'm just, like, I'm, like... I think I do, too. like, I think I'm too much for Chicago sometimes, like, I'm just boom, 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 let me do stuff, so I want to move someplace. Oh, God, it'd be so too much for Denver. You That's what I think so, that. too. It's going to force me to, sh- it's going to force me to slow down, but on don't, top of don't it, Don't do though, it the way I did. Don't have a stroke. Oh, God, Jen, I'm going to definitely, I wish you didn't have a stroke, and I'm going to definitely try my best not to have a stroke, like, you... you I mean, that was a hell of a summer. <laughs> Seriously, like, that was, like, oh, God. See, that's why I'm always, like, look at your life and look at how far you've come. It is, like, you have definitely, you are on the upswing. And I have to look at that, too, sometimes, where I have to be like, okay. Because we were talking about this, like, you and I, Mike and I were talking about this earlier. So, you know, I get, I get squirrely in relationships. And, I mean, you never, in the 10 years you've known me, you've never heard me call someone my boyfriend. Absolutely not. I was just telling you that the last time I talked, I was like, whoa, I don't think I've ever known you to have a boyfriend. Right? And I'm I'm, I'm so goal-focused and goal- and accomplished-oriented. Oh, God, my face is crazy. um, When it's like, okay, job. Okay, change career. Check. Job. Check. Health. Pretty good. Check. Boyfriend. Check. 
okay, now that I got the boyfriend, I'm like, what do I do? Exactly. That's how I feel all the time. I'm just like, what What do I do next? And then it's like, and that's like no, enjoy your life. Do that's what you should do. Well, you now go live your life. Exactly. exactly. Enjoy yourself. Um, okay, so before I let you go, I want to ask you these two questions. Um, one of the, so these are from Reddit. So people actually, like I was telling oh Nina. Oh my God, I love that. Me too. Like, they'll be like, hey, I would like your advice on this. And I'm like, well, okay, let, let me give you some. And Nina's advice last week was fabulous. She oh, God. Well, never yeah. stop fucking talking to this person immediately. And I'm like, true. This person is not your friend. But. Yeah. Goodbye. Okay. So this question, I think, is on par with what we were talking about today. Casual racism. So I'm going to read you the question. You let me know what your advice would be. Okay. Okay, so this happened a while ago, but it will randomly pop back into my head, and I get really angry, upset about it. A few months ago, I was sitting, talking with one of my really good friends, and we were celebrating the fact that I had graduated and now have my degree. Then she jokingly said, wow, you're a Maori? I'm not sure how to pronounce this word, um, because it's from New Zealand. She's like, so wow, you're a Maori. Mallory, okay, you're a Mallory. See, that's why I depend on you, Jen. You're so smart. Um, You're a Mallory with a degree. Mallories are the native people to New Zealand and are often stereotyped as being lower socioeconomic standing. Yeah. Um, I am Mallory-European mix, and she is NZ-European. I just laughed it off at the time because I was shocked, but whenever I think back on it, I'm astounded she would even think to say anything like that. I did bring it up to her, and she apologized, but I don't think she truly realized how rude it was. Am I overreacting? Well, I mean, here's the thing. Your feelings are your feelings. Yeah. So I don't think that overreacting is necessarily the right word for it. Mm Mm-hmm. So let me just actually, so the question is, her her friend said, wow, you're you're a Maori with a degree. Yes. Right. Okay. Um, I mean, yeah, that's kind of, that's a shitty thing to say. Yeah. And yes, every reason to be upset. I I think so so number one, yes, your feelings are completely justified. One hundred percent okay. Do not try to don't try to minimize them and don't try to talk yourself out of them. Right. Things get bigger and badder. I mean, I think the question is, is what what has the behavior been since then? Right. Yes. And like, have you ever said this before? Like anything like this before? Like, have you ever said anything like that before? Are there more things that are now popping into your head that were casually racist that were? that were microaggressions that you didn't realize at the time, but now looking back on it, you're kind of like, oh, okay, this is actually always here. Because while it is horribly, horribly endemic in race issues, I think all of us have those friends who casually make us feel shitty. Oh, yeah. I mean, I know that I had one. I had that friend that, you know, took me years to break up with. Mm-hmm. And, she, and I still don't know that you guys are broken up. I think that she is, like, basically, I don't know if you remember the guy that Heidi was, like, that does, like, basically doesn't realize they're not in a relationship anymore. I don't remember his name. Oh, yeah, that, yeah. What, oh, yeah, that dude. That dude, yeah. Basically, that's 
her to you. Like, I don't think that it's a, you know, but, like, I don't know if she knows. Oh, I don't, I don't, you know what, I don't know what's in her head, and I don't think she knows what's in her head either. And yeah. that's really not your responsibility, but. That is, not, you know, not my circus, not my monkeys. But I think, I think to the letter writer's point, be angry about it, feel your feelings, and then decide what are the stakes. Like, like we talked about. Has this person ever said anything casually racist before? Has this person since then said things that are casually racist that are upsetting? Um, have you, was this a one-time gaffe? Because it was a one-time gaffe, and she apologized, and nothing was ever said. I, I think there can be something for saying that this is a good friend, who is likely very genuinely sorry at her things, but at the same time can't understand what it feels like. Right. Like, do you remember when we were we were um, um, working together and one of your nannying friends said something like when she was talking about negotiating a salary, they tried to chew me. situation in which it wasn't even that it upset me that much but I was like okay this is some bullshit and you're gonna stop saying that right now yeah and you told her and I really appreciate you did too but I still don't but she didn't get it no no she she probably won't say it again but did she internalize it did she now understand what it feels like to hear that fuck no no, and the thing is, I feel like she wouldn't say it again. I know who you're talking about, and based on who she married and, like, that whole situation, I think that she would know not to say it in front of you, but she she's another she, one of those she people. She's another Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's, another, she's one of those friends who I have, like, said that I'm not friends with anymore because I don't have the friends who make me feel other. She definitely exactly. She definitely did. So, um, so you know, I your friend, you know, has she made you feel othered before? Do you, is it something that's, like, have you talked about it? And she says, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I understand. I love you. You're my sister. We're friends forever. Hugs, cry, whatever. And then three months later, it happens again. Right. So I think the question is, you know, New Zealand, you got to trust your gut, and you also, um, don't make excuses for your friends. Because if you find yourself making excuses for your friends, I don't think you're really being a friend to yourself. Yeah, and that's, like, who you have to be your best friend too. So I agree. Yeah. And then also, like, so I'm going to run to the next question, but I want to say this before I move on. I just remembered that she said that to you, and then, like, now I'm thinking about it, and then I'm thinking, this is me being 30 versus me being, I think, must have been, like, 22, 23. I knew that it was offensive, and I knew that that was wrong, and I was, like, totally on your side, and I hope you felt like I was on your side about that situation. But now that I'm 30, like, not that I'm an old person, but, like, just my different brain, I'm, like, and at that very moment, I should have been, like, well, now we're not friends anymore, because that's what I would do now. Like, actually, that would have been, that would, that would have, yeah, that would have annoyed me so much for somebody to say that now, that I would probably be, like, okay, well, now I'm not going to talk to you anymore, because that was, a, like, a really, it, it wasn't that she even said it, it was, like, her response. It wasn't, it was, 
it wasn't necessarily like she like you just said like she didn't really get it and I think that what I'm thinking about now is like like how things ended up with her later and it was like that comment kind of like precursed all the other things that happened so in response I mean I think you know in terms of like if you want to be a good ally non-people of color out there whoever you want to be a good ally to whether you want to be an ally to a POC whether you want somebody who has a chronic illness, mental illness, whatever it is, when somebody tells you, hey, when you said this, it hurts. That's not okay. The correct response is, I'm really sorry. I won't do that again. Mm-hmm. I'm really sorry. I didn't know. And then if the person says, you know, I didn't know, do you mind telling me a little bit about why that is? That's okay. But if the person starts making excuses and says, well, it's, I didn't mean it that way, or that's not what it meant in my family, no, because they're not listening. Right. And they also don't care. And they care. That they, that oh. they hurt you. No, so. they care about defending themselves. Yep, exactly. Okay, so last question, and then I will let you go, because I am going to go see... Um, what is it, Brightburn, which is probably going to scare the shit out of me. I'm going to love it. I'm really excited. I'll tell you about it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm probably going to get on uh, Mike's VR and maybe do a little bit of, um, oh my god, Mike has the best VR setup. It is amazing. I really want you to come out here and visit. I know. I'm really going to, I like, if I, I just, this year, I'm going to, if I don't go to I'm going to really try. Like, I definitely want to go to Denver for one, but also I really want to see where you are. So, anyway, okay, last question. This is a good one because it's relevant to us. Long-distance friendship. So, hey, guys, I would not be here if if this wasn't important to me. Basically, my best friend, she's living in France, and I've been in Britain for a while. Now, nothing is more important to me than her. I really feel her. I really feel her as if she were my long-lost sister, and I want to keep her close to my heart. But lately, I've been fighting so much for this friendship, visiting every time I can, giving nice gifts, talking to her taking her places and I feel like I'm getting nothing back from her I never talk with her on the phone I text her everything I can about my life and try to see what's going on with her life but she basically replies to me like hey realize it's been a long time how are you Um, I truly feel like I'm pushing the boat along alone is she putting distance on me I feel absolute trash and I've been having a lot of anxiety over this but I do not want to let her go please help that makes you sad. Oh, poor girl. Oh, yeah. Girl. I've been on both sides. Both sides of this. You've been the friend pushing the boat alone and then the one who's kind of like, yeah. I'm like, I'm out. I'm going to hop on this yacht. See ya. Um, <laughs> oh, I like that it's a yacht. That's good. Well, I mean, I have standards. That's true. <laughs> I, I feel for, uh, uh, how did she sign her letter? Uh, she didn't sign it, actually, but her name well, is Well, we're just a long-distance friend. I feel yeah. for you. I really do. And the answer is yes. Your friend is creating distance. So that's the simple answer. I would say there's more to it than that. And um, so you remember when we were talking about, you know, like how I get kind of crazy in relationships? Yeah. Uh, and... You know, when somebody doesn't respond to me and I'm like, 
oh my god we had such a great time there was great chemistry sex was great and you know I'm a little bit like you know a really overgrown clumsy puppy I'm just like I just want to be all over you all the time and a little overwhelming and then when somebody doesn't respond I'm just like oh well they must not understand what I'm trying to say let me turn up the volume (laughs) and and that doesn't work. That just makes people go, okay, you're, you're crazy. And, and long-distance friend, I'm not saying that you're crazy at all. What I'm saying is that, first of all, it's okay to give friendships breathing room. Mm-hmm. My friend Renee and I have been friends for going on 30 years. I love her. Yes. Oh, God. Renee is like, and Renee is like family. Renee is like one of your favorite cousins. And Renee, like, we might not talk for six months, but, you know, we'll text or like, we'll, we stay connected in. Yeah. Um, you know, it takes two people to make any kind of relationship work. And I think friend and and iris you know i think you probably went through something similar that it's okay to back up yeah okay to give your friends some space it's okay to let them make the first move mm-hmm. it's okay to say you know what i'm going to go out and do something different so i think perhaps Perhaps it might be good to look at, and I hate using the word codependence, but I'm going to say codependence. When when you read, nothing in the world is more important to me than I my, know. That just that made my my hackles rise because you need to be the most important person to you, and if your friend is not treating you in a way that makes you feel loved and valued, then you, then you have to adjust your expectations. And in order to adjust your expectations, it's kind of like you have to start going out and doing something new. Right. And I think, I'm, I'm guessing that this person is pretty young. Yeah, she's 22. 22. 22, honey, go out and get yourself busy. Go stay busy and do not give yourself time to think about your old friend, your friend in France. Because she's going through her own thing, and I think it's really important to remember that a lot of times when friends pull away, it's not about you. It's about them. Right. So your friend is in France. She is studying abroad. She is living a new life. Being an expat is really stressful. I've been there. And I've been an expat in a country where we ostensibly spoke the same language when I lived in London. But it is still enormously, it's so so hard. It takes such a cognitive load to adjust to being in that situation. And you're always always being stimulated. You cannot turn that off when you're in a new country. Mm -hmm. And it may simply just be 
your friend simply doesn't you're you're a constant in her life it could be that you're a constant perhaps she takes you for granted a little bit but there's so much going on that this isn't a friendship that she feels the need to nurture because it's there right one possibility but the thing is is that you don't know what's going on yeah so you can I would say friend first get yourself busy start keeping yourself busy don't give yourself time to think about your friend in France it's a little bit like a breakup I'm not saying you're breaking up but you know you're giving yourself you're giving yourself some space and then you know when you give yourself some space maybe then you can talk to your friend and be like hey is everything okay right you know and I think I, this I, happens I think it, it happens it happens and the thing is like they may be growing apart that yeah. might be a thing or they may be transitioning to a different kind of friendship yeah and I think that if you're that young sometimes you're used to hanging out all the time I think Anaja and I are really like this like I I talk to her often not really though like maybe I talk to her like maybe once or twice a month and then there's been times where I haven't seen her for years and she lived in St. Louis and I think we talk less when she lived in St. Louis but like she's like Renee she's just like a family member friend at this point and you know it's just kind of we don't sometimes we're not um you know She's not necessarily, I think we, I, I really like her and like we really get along, but I think that we're attracted in our adult life to different types of friendships than like what we have, but what we have still really works. So that could be, maybe you just have like a different type of friendship with this person where it's like trans, transcendent, kind of like maybe her everyday hangout you know, party it, friends. Maybe that's an evolving friendship. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. as, as you get older, as you have more things to do, you simply have less time and yeah and you know that that's okay because it's okay to invest more of that time and energy in yourself agreed yeah so i think good luck a long distance friend good luck i hope it all works out and you know you have a long long life ahead of you in which to make friends and which to have really fulfilling friendships so you know Stay positive. Absolutely. Okay, Jennifer, it was really nice talking to you. Tell us about, do you have any things that you want us to plug for you or for me to plug for you on this? Like, do you want people to add you on Instagram? Are you working on Instagram? I could give you my Instagram. Oh, okay, give us your Instagram. That's good. Give us your Instagram. The only one I'm active on. They can find me at Hannah, H-A-N-N-A-H, underscore bloom b-l-o-o-m-e on instagram so i love it bloom and you have really cute pictures of your cat on yeah i mean cats and you know various beauty shots of all the delightful forms of cannabis that we have here in denver i mean that's a worthwhile thing to follow right there all it really by is. itself yeah i mean one of these days i'm gonna be a magnet so Oh, I love it. <laughs> okay, well, thank you. I will talk to you soon. I will talk to you soon. I can't wait to hear this episode. Okay, awesome. I will have it up soon. All right, bye. 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 
If you have thyroid eye disease and the bags under your eyes are looking more like purses, it might be time to discover another treatment option. To learn more, visit treatmyted.com. That's treatmyted.com.